0: good evening welcome to left right and center i'm vishnu shom on the program tonight a significant setback to the bjp ahead of the elections in karnataka the former chief minister jagdish shetter has joined the congress today in the presence of party president malikarjun Kharge. the move comes after mr shetter quit the bjp after being denied a ticket for the forthcoming State Assembly elections. Now, this is the latest piece of bad news for the BJP. They've already lost an ex-deputy chief minister and several legislators to the Congress. What are the implications of this, particularly in the Lingayat belt, that the BJP considers its mainstay? Remember Mr. Shetar and Lakshman Savadi, both of whom are now with the Congress, are considered major Lingayat leaders. Next on the show, as the Supreme Court gets set, To rule on the legality of same-sex marriage in India, the centre files a strong appeal to the court and says that same-sex marriage is a mere urban elitist view of the purpose of social acceptance. For the purpose of social acceptance, those very words. The centre argues that it is not up to a court to rule on a key issue and that the legislature needs to decide on this. So same-sex marriage, is this a basic right? or should religious and social mores determine the future of same-sex marriage in India? And finally, Apple celebrates 25 years plus in India this week, and part of their celebrations involve opening up Apple store locations which are designed to resonate a local look and feel, and be perhaps the most energy-efficient stores of this sort anywhere in the world. Rajiv Makni, our tech guru, has a special segment from the new Apple Store in Mumbai, BKC. That's later on on this program. But first, our big focus is Karnataka, Jagdish Shetter, now a part of the Congress party. Joining us to look at this, Vijay Prashad of uh, the BJP. We're uh, also joined by Professor Narendra Pani, Aishwarya Bahadev, and my colleague, Veera Nagav, uh, all of them with us. But um, Mr. Prasad, let me come to you first. You know, first it was Lakshman Sawadi, and now it is Mr. Shetter. Um, how is it that the BJP is allowing leaders with significant standing to be lost to the opposition? Can you hear me, sir, Mr. Prasad? All right, we've lost that line. We'll come to him in a moment. But uh, in fact, let me go across to Professor Narendra Pani uh, next. And it's essentially the same question. What is the the significance of this loss Uh, for the BJP, how do you see this playing ahead, particularly, for example, with the Lingayat vote?
1: I
2: I think it's important not to see this in terms of individuals leaving the party or switching from one party to another. There is a larger story of the BJP, to my mind, that's that's behind this. The BJP's rise in Karnataka has been built by individuals who could bridge the gap between the RSS and the Lingayat Matas. The master of this whole process was uh, and remains in some ways uh, Mr. Yedirapha. But there were a number of other players who connected with the Lingayat Matsu who have a huge influence on the vote in Northern Karnataka and the RSS. Now in this round the BJP seems to me, at least the Delhi BJP seems to to me to have decided that it's time to break their connection with the Matas. So they have targeted all the Lingayat leaders, all the important Lingayat leaders who are connected to Matas or who have that ability to link up with the RSS, who come from an RSS background like Mr. Shetter, but also have an ability to link up with the Matas. And they have decided to to wipe the uh, the slate clean with all of them at one shot. It is a sign of confidence in Mr. Modi's leadership and in his appeal, uh, but it's also uh, attacking the very roots of the BJP's growth in Karnataka. Okay. What will happen, we don't know, but it has not been such a dramatic strategy, has not been tried since 1980 when Mrs. Gandhi did it to Devrajals and succeeded.
0: Right, but right. Uh,
2: we don't know what the, how this will pan out.
0: Aishwarya Mahadev, the way the BJP is actually arguing now after having lost their leaders, is that this is actually going to work against the Congress because these are leaders, for example, Mr. Shetter, who has been so closely identified with the rise of the BJP and certainly the RSS in Karnataka, and that crossing over to the Congress party would be an insult to the Lingayat community. Therefore, the Congress may be shooting itself in the foot. How would
3: you respond? Uh, Vishnu, two statements. The first is that this is a systematic decimation of the old guard of the BJP in Karnataka because anybody who knows Karnataka history knows the contribution of Mr. Yadurappa, Mr. Anand Kumar, Jagdish Shetter, and so on. One. And the second is, let's make this very clear. The Lingayat community does not belong to one political party. The BJP are not the custodians of the Lingayat Dharma or the, or the Samaja or the community as a whole. And if they really believed that they were, their leaders or the tallest Lingayat leaders would not be treated this way, whether it was, whether it was Mr. Yadurappa, Mr. Savadi, Mr. Shetter himself. And also socially and economically, how have they empowered the Lingayats? They see them as a mere vote bank, which Mr. Yadurappa delivered to them. And now even when it came to reservation and whatnot, they've cheated the aspirations of the Lingayats time and time again. This is not a betrayal on the Lingayats. You know what a betrayal of the Lingayats is, Vishnu? That you have a six-time sitting MLA, well under the age of going to the Margadarshak Mandal, who did not want any Rajasapa, governor, any higher post. He wanted to represent his people. He said, even before I filed nominations, if you had told me, sat me down and said, we want to retire you, I would take it. But you decided to blindside me and throw me out unceremoniously. And that is what has hurt him. This is not about Lingayats. This is not about BJP. This is not about ideology. This is about sheer self-respect of a mass leader and how the BJP has insulted him. It has insulted Ishwarappa, it has insulted Yedirappa, it has insulted a lot of tall senior leaders and that is the reality of the BJP today. They're at war with themselves. There is an old guard, there is a new guard and they're all imploding at this point and for the congress party we are very clear we have had lingayat leaders very tall lingayat leaders in our party the veerashiva mahasabha president mr prasad can you hear congress
0: me sir mr prasad can you hear me now we lost your line earlier on can you hear me yeah yeah i can hear you yeah how are you losing so many leaders of of significance in karnataka now mr Shetar, earlier earlier lakshman savadi no uh,
4: vishnu uh, sorry i think uh, my link was but going go ahead about, yeah, go minutes. ahead yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, as I said, I was telling earlier, Lakshman Savdi and Jigdish Sheta is a closed chapter for BJP. We have not lost anything from the existence of these two leaders. If at all, if, if someone has lost, it is Lakshman Savdi and Jigdish Chetter that they have lost. The party had given them a lot of opportunities right from being the MLA, deputy CM, CM, leader of opposition, and, uh, the speaker of the, Vidhan uh, 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 Sabha. So, having p- provided all these kind of positions, uh, but still, they have backstabbed the party. The party is not going to accept this. The, no, party, but Mr. Prasad, the party
0: doesn't have a choice <clears throat> to, to accept or not to accept. They've left the no, party. No, no. See, party. But no, my, no, my point no. is this, Vishnu. Mr. Prasad, Vishnu. it's a simple question. No, no, no. Shetter has won no, no, no. six elections for you in the past right he's somebody who has really worked see, that does not mean, to establish yes, the lingayat stronghold I, of the bjp in karnataka so vishnu, is it enough I for you to say that. that we don't accept that anymore
4: no uh, vishnu see the fact is the fact is yes we agree that wants won extend that does not mean he should not make way for the youngsters today bjp has got credit of credit of uh, fielding 72 fresh Faces for the in the upcoming upcoming 2023 elections 33 percent, 33 percent faces are new faces, and that is the party. And only BJP can feel so much of new faces. And if at all, if anyone has to take risk, it is the BJP party that can take risk. I'm just no trying to party. understand,
0: it is, VJ it is not BJJ. Yeah. I'm trying to understand on what basis have you rejected. Uh, you know, Mr. Shettar, Lakshman Savdi earlier on. On what basis? I mean, did you have internal polls to decide this or how did you do it? See, uh,
4: apart from the internal polls, apart from the internal polls, the party is sending out a very strong message to make way for the youngsters. Karnataka is in the threshold of going to the next level under the double-engine government, double-engine Sarkar, and we call it as BJP a when well, if this, if the Karnataka has to go to the, if the Karnataka wants to the next level leadership, it is the youngsters who can, who can lead the Karnataka okay. from the front. It is, okay, it is a mix of, it is a, if you see the, out of 224, 33%, 33% is the new faces that BJP has introduced. Uh, the rest, the rest 67% are the uh,
0: the old guards. Uh, All right. We we we'll, we'll have, have to wait and see, halle and halle see halle what finally halle happens. Halle Aishwarya no. had a point. Mr. prasad one second. I, I want to keep the strike it, it. rotating. I'll come no, no, back no, to you. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. One word. One word.
4: In one word. In we call it as Hale Beru Hosachiguru. Hosachiguru is the new faces. Hale Beru is the old guards who has got the experience. This is what the guy is
0: going to
3: do. All right, Aishwarya, go ahead but Vishnu very simple when he oh, talks Nirmal about. Thilla,
4: Leave One second, Congress I have not interrupted
3: you. Like let's let's be courteous, right? Vishnu, yeah. it's a very simple thing. When he talks about age, right? Mr. Jagdish Shatter is sixty-seven. You have a seventy-two-year-old Mr. Somana who's been given two seats. You have a seventy-six-year-old Reddy and Chitra You Duga have
4: ninety-three-year-old. So am I talking? Did I you? have you
3: I ninety-three.
4: You? Uh, no, Do I have no, no. to
3: teach you manners. You have no, no, no Mr. You, Prasad. You let, let's all, not let's 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 have a decent so discussion.
4: Age. We come from
0: okay.
3: One go, second. Go Congress the last person who can teach
0: others. So, this Congress is the- Congress is the last people. person who can teach Manus for others, no, 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 One second. That Mr. That Prasad, I can't have, can have a discussion like if completely. both of you are talking, you know, over each other. I will come no, back to you. No, no. The, the funny part is, Vishnu,
4: the, the funny part is, uh, Congress know, I is can coming, keep and keep teaching, talking teaching, and teaching- Mr. Prasad, Mr. Prasad, I can't do a dis- Mr. Prasad, Your show is not this.
0: Go ahead. And
3: and if this is the example of the youth, you really know where they're headed, right? But Vishnu is very simple. You talk about giving the youth a chance. There is Ramana Lamani who basically has a Lokayukta case against him, so may not be able to contest. You have an N. Chandru in Shivajinagar who is accused of trying to murder somebody who is investigating the illegal mining charges against him. You have a man called Manikanta Ratod who is contesting against Mr. Priyank Karge, who is known as Chawal across the state because he used to siphon off Annabagya or PDS rice and smuggle it out. these are the young faces and the Hosar Chiguru, the old roots, the new leaves, or whatever that the BJP has. They are mired in corruption. They are beyond despair because they are headed towards decimation. They're nose diving to less than 40 because their 40% commission government has bought them here. And today, the saddest thing is. Your tallest leaders are being pushed out with not even a second thought. And the fact is the new BJP will justify it in whatever means possible. But the people of the state are viewing All this. Right. Okay. They're seeing exactly no. what is happening. Okay, today. Mr.
0: Prasad, respond before I yes. go across to my yes. And
4: yes. I won't see, interrupt
3: him.
0: No, no. See, I'm sure you won't. Go what, ahead.
4: What about, see, whatever, the, whatever the new faces uh, the uh, BJP has brought in, it is not for the just for the knee-jerk reaction. It is for the long term that we can withstand. It is the decision of the party that going to support the party, and these are the people who stand will stand by the party in the long run. These are the these are the normal karakartas who have been offered, who have been given ticket to contest the next election and lead the Karnataka from the front. It is not like the Congress who has given a ticket to a 93 year ninety three year young Shamno Shiv from from eighty two year young mallik Karjun this is the kind of uh, uh, this is the uh, kind of a heavyweight these congresss are uh, talking okay. about uh, and they question they question the, uh, uh, the bjP if BJP introduced seventy two new faces uh. having said that, having said that as i said as i said. It's a mix of experience and for the new bases. and we believe, BJP believes in the new generation and this is what going to matter for the people of Karnataka and uh, BJP Karnataka is going to fulfill the right. aspirations of the people of okay. Karnataka.
0: All right. I just want to go, of course, uh, to Veera Raghav. Veera uh, let's talk a little bit about Lakshman Savadi. Now, he, as I understand it, his entry will back the Congress, um, you know, in the Belgavi region. He's a Lingayat leader from there. Belgavi lies, you know, at the heart of uh, the Karnataka Maharashtra region. There are, what, six, seven districts, in fact, uh, called Kittur, Karnataka. Does his presence now in the Congress help the Congress uh, establish themselves in this region?
5: I think you have to go back to the first answer that uh, Professor Pani gave uh, Vishnu. This is not about individuals, it's not about Saudi or Jamtish Shetta. I think this is also, yes, as he points out, shifting away from the control of the much. So I think the BJP at some level is attempting an experiment there, but whether it backfires or not, one has to wait till the election results. And also, Vishnu, Japanese sector or Lakshman Sabdi aren't the likes of a Yadurappa who has a mass leader following who will take away a percentage of vote share from the party. These are, it's its the optics of these leaders going out and the optics that the Congress is pro- portraying that an insult has been perpetrated on Lingayat leaders. That's the dangerous part for the BJP. Because since the 90s, the Congress had ceded that space. For instance, a seat like Hubli Garhwal. The BJP first won it in 1994 after the Hubli Idgar movement. It's held that seat since. Even when Yadurappa broke the party, the Hubli Darwad seat remained with the BJP. The Congress has ceded ground in that area. Now with the help of leaders like Shetar or Asabdi, can they try to regain that ground, that lost ground, both in terms of the Lingayat vote space and in terms of certain hardcore BJP seats. Which, which are virtually given up. For instance, the Congress didn't have a great candidate sure. for did Darwaj. They waited for Jagdish Shetter to leave and lapped him up at that time. So that's, I think, the real test and the more important point that uh, Professor Pani made. Uh, does the BJP want to go beyond the control of the mutts and the control of the
0: social arithmetic that's held Karnataka captive for many decades? Professor Pani, I fail to understand how is it that uh, the political apparatus of the BJP was so successful in transitioning to new leaders in, for example, Gujarat. Uh, it went seamlessly, there wasn't protest, uh, at least none of, of this level, and they went and they did, they did spectacularly well. But over here in Karnataka, the essence of the BJP, which at one level has been discipline, seems to have been shattered. I mean, here are leaders, and it's not just Mr. Savdi or Mr. Shetter, there are other uh, legislators who've also crossed over, right? So why is that happening in Karnataka? I think you need to make a distinction uh, even within Karnataka between
2: the parts where the BJP has control because of its RSS and its traditional what you normally associate with the party, and parts where it has control because it's managed to co-opt local leaders. And I think the linga, the Lingayat support for the BJP was last largely co-opted, uh, partly by Mr. Yadurappa. I wouldn't completely rule out the contributions of others as well. Now, what the BJP is trying to do is trying to get the the Gujarat model into place. It's removed even its senior leaders in in coastal Karnataka as well. So it is pushing for a complete control, I think, of the RSS over the party and what happens with it. Where, and in that process, they're compromising here. And it's also possible that in the coastal belt, where they have opted for extreme uh, Hindutva leaders, Right. People of the Bajrang Dal variety. Right. Ra- uh, giving up their traditional support, even among, I mean, traditional ideological support bearers that they had. So they are going for an extreme there. We don't know how that will work also because there is also a fatigue that comes with continuous violence, right. continuous communal conflict, how the fear of continuous communal conflict. So we don't know how that will work out. We don't know how their attack on the Lingayat uh, Mathas will work out. But uh, it, it, I, if if it was a management uh, corporate strategy, you might turn out and say it's, it's an extremely high-risk strategy.
0: All right. Yeah. Mr. Prasad, uh, you know, Jagdish Shetter says that there was a systemic conspiracy against him within the BJP, which is why this has happened. How would you respond? See,
4: I don't know uh, why uh, Jagdish uh, Shetter is killing uh, this uh, awkward situation, the moment he... Left the BJP. I don't know why he is getting these kind of uh, questions the moment he joined Congress. Okay, we want to understand. We want to understand the. Uh, when he was in BJP, the BJP took a lot of uh, 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 decisions wherein he was also part of it. We, uh, 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 the BJP banned PFI. Okay, BJP banned PFI. We brought in uh, the uh, the Gohatya Ab- Ab- Abolition Act and we brought in. <coughs> So many issues where he stood by the party. Suddenly now he has gone ahead and joined a party which is uh, working against the national interest. And these are
0: the... And And Lakshman Savati has also uh, gone ahead and joined a party working against the national interest and all your other legislators as well. uh,
6: So I I must say when the Congress says
0: and they, they took this digger at you, what, two or three days back, saying that the BJP in Karnataka is like a pack of cards, it seems to be true at this stage. No, no. See, it is the,
4: it is their version. See now, what has happened suddenly in the recent past when the BJP Karnataka took a historic decision of bringing in the reservations uh, of four percent to Lingayats and other. Uh, Even that has not worked for the, you. No, no, no. It, it has really worked, and they have the and it has already been implemented, and it is working. No, very but well. sir, the Supreme and Court the Supreme Court has said you cannot carry is on. No, the no, no, state no, no, government no. has given no, no. an assurance no, no. They have that they, they will not carry on with that scheme. Supreme, no, no, Vishnu, the Supreme Court has only made the observation. The only thing, the only thing is, now Jagdish Chatter has gone ahead and joined the Congress. Okay, it is his uh, uh, personal uh, choice uh, uh, to join a uh, party which votes in the national, uh, against the national interest. Now, he should answer, now he should answer then okay. the Congress, Congress vehemently claims that we will give back the reservation. Now, the BJP government has given these kind of reservations. Now from which community he is going to uh, take back
0: this, the reservation? Uh-huh. That no, but the issue is whether government. that reservation huh. can stand at all, sir. It's not so, true huh. as a policy. It certainly alright, Mr. Prasad. One second, uh, let's get a, let's get Aishwarya in on this. Play. Go ahead, Aishwarya. Yeah.
3: I'd facepalm if I could, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to make this very clear. This is the sort of fraud and the sort of fake news that the BJP keeps propelling. That they seem to have fixed the aspirations of people. One, they've passed a law which exceeds the cap of 50%, and I'm making this very, very simple, which is something that is not constitutionally permissible unless the central government puts it in the ninth schedule for you or amends 15 no, and sixteen no, no. of the constitution. None of which has happened. Very, one, is, second, go, the Supreme Court, do you no, no, want Prasad, me to do you want me to scold you again about know, decency and manners Sir let her make
4: I am not going sir, to allow uh, allow I, I feel
6: like I a school teacher, teacher
0: with an erratic style no, no, Mr Prasad is, Mr Prasad no, she has the right have to speak your, she has the right to speak I will continue No, no, She has the right to speak but then don't then don't interrupt They have the right to send a wrong message They no no I will give you an opportunity to I will give you an opportunity I will give you an opportunity you are on national television sir please allow so her to speak of course, of and, then, and then and then i will give you an opportunity as well time. but now if everybody speaks like this then i'll have to end it how does that serve anyone's purpose aishwarya make your point
3: Vishnu, the fact remains is that none of us, anybody with common sense and can read a newspaper will tell you that the BJP's policy is flawed. They have admitted to the court that they will not uh, push for the implementation of this until the hearing, which is tomorrow one. Second, it is not constitutionally and legally untenable. And even, I am a lawyer, yes, but even basic people who read a newspaper and do not get their news from WhatsApp will tell you what I'm trying to say. The BJP has played a fraud upon these people and the aspirations of communities, one, no. they are mired in 40% corruption. And no. The no. fact of the matter is, today they're losing some of their oldest leaders, which leaves us with people like Vijay Prasad to take the party forward. So you really know how bright their future is, Vishnu.
0: All right. Okay. Now that's a personal dig which could have been avoided, Mr. Prasad. Go ahead, uh, reply to that. See, that, that but, inter- yeah, no, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See,
3: uh, Vishnu,
4: uh, as I said earlier, we should not learn manners from Congress. Okay. When they don't have anything to claim about. So what Congress does is they go for a personal attack. Which Aishwarya vehemently Please play victim. That is uh, only on the thing on that your
3: party does. No,
4: no, no. See, uh, Aishwarya, Aishwarya. Please
3: get. Ask him to get to the fact. <laughs> Please come huh? to me as the No, no, well. no, 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 no. You, know, no, 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 you, you don't interrupt now.
0: How are you uh, any different if uh, you're going to interrupt? Please. You should be the last
4: person to interrupt. See here the 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 fact of the matter is uh, vishnu we will uh, we are going to uh, go ahead with the, what of the reservations that we have claimed and the, we have given the reservation based on the fact that some of the communities are really backward and based on that this is the uh, this is the argument that we are going to put forth
0: right. in the of supreme so court. let us see at what the said, supreme said, court finally no, says no, at see, the moment supreme. at the moment you can't <laughs> implement it and the supreme court's observations on the proposal uh, and I think the Supreme Court said that the proposal itself was on extremely shaky ground. So you're going to have to actually look at it very, very closely and let's see what the court has to finally say. Look, I need to wrap this up, this first debate. It's going to get quite heated in the days ahead, I can tell. But I'd like to thank you all very much for being with us. As the Supreme Court gets set to rule on the legality of same-sex marriage in India, the centre has filed a strong appeal to the court. They've said that same-sex marriage is a mere urban elitist view for the purpose of social acceptance, those very words. The center has argued that it is not up to the court to rule on a key issue. The legislature needs to decide on this. So, same sex marriage is this a basic right or should religious and social mores determine its future in our country? That's what we're looking at. Joining us now, first up, uh, Oneid, the well known filmmaker and uh, LGBTQIA rights uh, expert. LGBTQIA, I mean, uh, one, I mean, it's it's something which is the number, the, the digits keep getting added on and the alphabets keep getting added on. And it just reflects the fact that there is a reality which we've ignored for so long uh, that it's time, perhaps, that we need, all need to wake up. But I think if you look at what um, this, what the government has said, um, you know, they've submitted that this is an urban elitist view, right? Same sex marriage for the purpose of social acceptance. How would you respond?
1: O'Neill? You know, first of all, I just find it extremely ridiculous that, you know, uh, how do you come to a position which totally denies that sexuality is not based on which city you live in? You know, it does not have the divide of class, caste, religion, that we have all these divides in our society, but sexuality does not depend on that. And there's a huge rural population that's also, you know, uh, that belongs to the queer community. And how can you say that they do not deserve happiness? How can you say that the quest for happiness, the quest to have our basic rights to live together in dignity, to be married, to be able to open a bank account together is only the aspirations of the urban elite. And it's not something that every single human being once, whether they're uh, set in a B town or rural, wherever, it's a bit. It's also know,
0: it's, factually it, incorrect. How does one anybody reach the conclusion that people who are not in urban cities, who are, who are gay and want to be in a, a relationship, which is a marriage, uh, don't exist? How do you assume that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that is what I mean, the very fact that you're assuming that this is only the desire of a community that's setting the cities is absolutely ridiculous without any research. And just it's almost like a sense of desperation that tomorrow is a judgment. And we all hope that the Supreme Court stands up for human rights and not led by such bizarre, you know, suggestions, you know, and I feel that that desperation is leading to coming up with any and every, you know, argument which makes absolutely, you know, sometimes you wonder that where does this come from? Where does these kind of arguments come from which has no uh, scientific or, you know, there's no data. You know, it's just absolutely bizarre.
0: Onir, um, let's move away from this point and look at another argument which was put forward in the petition. That um, the views of, uh, of religious leaders, religious denominations has to be kept in mind, personal laws have to be kept in mind, customs have to be kept in mind, and um, there is past precedent on all of these grounds to deny same-sex marriage. How would we, you respond we, to that?
1: Uh, one is, of course, we have the Special Marriage Act which can always be applied to us. But also I feel how unfair it is to deny this right to someone who is a practicing Hindu or Muslim or Christian who wants to follow their religion and at the same time uh, get married. And I feel that it is, you know, why should religion or social norms, anything be static, anything that is unwilling to change for better? And I feel that You know, history and culture, everything is, you know, one looks at that to become better, not to just oppress a certain community using all these excuses. So I I personally feel that, you know, of course, there is the possibility of the Special Marriage Act, but it's unfair to those who want to, you know, be, who want to just be a part of their religion and not out there. It's their choice.
0: On oh, another point, the field of marriage. The petition says, uh, if it were changed, uh, if there were same-sex marriages uh, which were allowed, it would have a quote inevitable cascading effect on several other statutes. As in that, pull the pull the take out the, the whole card the, card, the entire system of cards would come crashing
1: down. You know, I just All of uh, I'm wondering if tomorrow I get married. How is it that my heterosexual neighbor who's living next door, how is their marriage going to fall apart? How does me opening a bank account with my partner affect anybody else's, you know, the way they go about their life? How do me, do I, being ha- having the ability to make a house, you know, to have a property with my partner, change anything for all those, you know, they already have all these rights. How does giving another person his rights or her rights or their rights take away anything from you unless you want to deny us our right because you want to take over those rights? You want to keep that power structure? Maybe you want Though to. No, would you would agree that um,
0: if uh, same sex marriage is legalized in India, there have to be additional laws which guarantee additional rights. For example, what you mentioned about opening a bank account together, that's one very small example. Think about adoption, right? The rights of that child. Uh, These are profound things which also have to be legislated with. So if there is a favorable judgment, same-sex marriage does happen. It cannot just be left at that. Uh, All of the rights which go along with that need
1: to be legalized. Absolutely. And that should not be the reason to stop it, because I feel that, you know, when you take a step, of course, you have to take additionals. You know, today when you build a dam, you're relocating people, right? You're looking at the adverse effects that it has on ecology and how do you address it? Similarly, when you take this, you have to address things like adoption and adoption. You know, again, the excuses, uh, the apprehensions that people are is absolutely does not make sense. They talk of child abuse, which, you know, uh, today, there are boys and girls who are abused by men. That does not stop anybody from, uh, you know, uh, uh, having heterosexual marriages. Sexuality
0: doesn't uh, doesn't define abuse. Abuse is abuse, it
1: goes. (laughs) And similarly, just like heterosexual couples need counseling, someone needs to monitor when a child is adopted, you know, to see that the child is happy and the parents are prepared to accept. It has to be the same for a homosexual couple, you know, they need to be monitored, they need to be counselled, and the child needs to be protected. You know, and of course, these laws need to come, you know, in place. When, but that shouldn't be a reason to stop us from getting our right. Yeah, look, Oni, you're welcome to stay on, but I've got a panel uh,
0: over here as well. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Sachin Jain, administrator of Ghar, which is the Gay Housing Assistance Resource. Shashank Shekhar Jha, he's an advocate in the Supreme Court. He's got concerns about same-sex marriage being legalized. Uh, We've got Dr. Surbi Mitra, she's an equal rights activist. And we've got Rahul Ishwar, who's got concerns about same-sex marriage going ahead. Shashank Shekhar Jha, let me come to you first. Um, To those who are, uh, are members of the LGBTQIA community, Marriage is just an extension of normalcy in their lives. Why deny anybody a chance at living a life which, which you and I <clears throat> live? You know, we are, both, we are both married and we are happy. Why deny somebody that right on the basis of their sexuality? Uh,
7: namaste Vishnuji and every other Phenopan English. Uh, Vishnuji, uh, two points and two rights. We as a society has an individual rights and as a societal rights. Now with individual rights, you have the right for LGBT community where they can have their own personal preferences as far as their sexual partners are concerned. But then when you consider and talk about the culture or the social aspects or social rights, you need to study the norms, the culture, the tradition and every other aspect to it. And that is why how society builds through time. Um, memory now in this country and many many other places across now you have a traditional system which is coming through religion religious aspects also which says that a biological man and a woman can have a married life whereas in India you have a system of say a a live-in relationship where anyone irrespective of religion or say gender can live together now if you want that those individual rights should be clubbed with the cultural rights that will, give, that, that will give rise to multiple other aspects and difficulties as far as norms are concerned, as far as cultures no, are concerned. No, what, what difficulties? One more important fact is that there are not enough studies to show that how it will affect or impact the, uh, the life and livelihood of the welfare of the child of the society.
0: No, okay. So, w- what, are, what are the problems? You believe that uh, what, children might be impacted if, if their parents are gay? is that what you're saying what what are the other reasons shashank i'm trying to understand when you say that it would impact what what would it impact yeah so
7: vishnuji i
0: guess uh, again now now
7: there are two three points here one we do not have adequate studies to show as to how it impacts the welfare of the child. So whenever you make law or, or or formulate a law, you need to have adequate studies as far as that is concerned. Now point number two is that all those countries which are having these same sex marriage laws currently are not regulated with personal law. This is country called India where say 95% or 99% population get them registered under personal law. How can you say that you want to interpret Hindu marriage act altogether which directly comes from our Two okay. Hindu schools of law, okay. and Mitakshra. Okay. I guess that is not possible. Now, Islam says you cannot have same-sex okay. marriage. So personal Christian laws, says you cannot have same welfare sex marriage, of children.
0: Shashank, let's leave it over there so that I can bring in my other panelists. Respond to that, uh, Sachin Jain. We have, uh, we have different religions, we have different customs, different faiths, divergent religions, castes, sub etc., etc. And our system has always been to have marriage among heterosexual people and therefore the argument that's made now is that that's the way it's always been that's the way it
8: should remain how would you respond so my response is on the basis of the rights of the individual i think all of us as queer individuals we are born into these traditions so for example i am a practicing jain So Shashank ji, like you mentioned, uh, you talked about individual and societal norms, cultures, etc. So as a devout Jain who has been brought up in a Jain family, I am inside the culture. I am part of uh, the Indian culture and I don't like being othered. I don't like being treated as as an adversary, as, as someone who is in opposition to what my culture stands for. So when I grow up, for example, I am all the time experiencing this dichotomy, right? Because uh, the culture that I am uh, born with and grown up with has its moral, its ethical legal framework. And then, you know, when I uh, my sexuality dawns or my sexuality awakens, and I realize that my fulfillment... Uh, in a in a truest state of a union, you know, with another person, with is with another man, uh, then this is at odds. So already, so so many of us are suffering from that. When you spoke, Shashankji, you talked about uh, when you talked about individual level, you talked about sexual partners. But Shashankji, it's not just about sexual partners for us. It is about uh having a complete full life you know of fulfillment romantic fulfillment emotional fulfillment uh all of these things and we are not standing in opposition to the norms the culture the traditions of our country we are proud of it हम है हमें होने है किसी है And the other thing that we talked about is that there are things like domestic partnerships and, uh, you know, uh, civil unions, etc. Now, the thing is, if we talk about equality before the law, you know, then uh, while these may confer many of those rights, you know, which we are uh, talking about, which is uh, for the, uh, uh, you know, different financial, social, etc. things, uh, it it is still lesser. Than what it is for a full marriage. So as as citizens of India who are proud to be Indian and who have dignity, who pay tax, we want the full rights of uh, of uh, being Indian. Also, you know, you talked about. Um, the, I I understand what you're talking about. That that our country there is uh, the preponderance of personal rights and the countries that you know have uh, the other countries where. These rights have been given. So from 2001, since the Netherlands actually okayed same-sex rights, there are about 25 countries in which right. uh, so there is has
0: precedent been... elsewhere. Okay, lots of yeah. points, uh, and you've got all your points at the at the tip of your fingers. So, uh, Shashank, I'll come to you later. I want to go across Hindu. to Rahul Ishwar. Rahul, you know you you're a devout Hindu, um, and and you know faith and 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 our religion is very important for you. But in our Hindu faith, isn't equality before God something which is the basis of, of our faith. It is. And therefore, equality before God is all that you know, many of our panelists seek. It's, it's the same God. It's the same faith. And therefore, why can you and I be equal in front of our God and some of our panelists over here cannot be? Why?
9: Vishnuji, first of all, respect to Asri Unir and Sachin for their fight. I diverge in them in the position that we take regarding homosexuality, but at the same point of time, may their fights be fulfilled and all the best and may God bless them. Second, there are, let me be very honest with this, there are apprehensions in a huge majority of people regarding homosexual marriages. See, we are all, there was a meeting too where there were people from many communities, leaders from many communities. We all agreed that homophobia is bad. We should not promote homophobia, we should discourage homophobia, and we should discourage any kind of discriminatory practices. At the same point of time, not only in India, but worldwide, people like Pope Francis have taken a very nuanced view. He rightly pointed out, who am I to judge others? But at the same point of time, Catholic Church even led by a very reformist Pope Francis is yet to or perhaps uh, will not give acceptance to gay marriages. So there is a nuanced difference. One, yes, say no to homophobia. But second, marriage as a civil union, marriage as a sacrament, marriage as a social contract, marriage as an institution between a biological man and woman that survived for thousands of years. Many people are having apprehensions regarding this. Yes, it is up to the Supreme Court to decide there should be equality before God and one more thing, as Vishnuji rightly pointed out, in Hindu community, it's a bit more uh, tolerant to diversity of No gender or diversity of sexual preferences. But our Semitic friends, especially the Christian communities and Muslim communities, they have a bit more written theology where it is said Sodom and Gomorrah had negative experiences of uh, homosexuality. So it's a bit more layered and nuanced debate. But I believe everyone at the end of the day agrees to the fact that homophobia should be discouraged. But yes, there are some spiritual, cultural reservations about the entire thing that should, that I believe the activists
0: from the homosexual community will be mindful of. Okay doctor mitra you know there there is uh, entire argument also what the center is arguing in the supreme court is that look it's not up to you the supreme court to decide on this it is up to the legislature to decide on this so how do you uh, how do you look at that argument
6: yeah so in this i would like to add that had the parliament done something about it it would have happened by the, by now but what has been happening is that a lot of governments already, we have put up petitions in the parliament multiple times in, and various governments, I'm not saying that one particular government, but all the governments failed to do something for the LGBTQIA community. And that was the reason we had to approach the judiciary. And that is very, very, very clear cut. And also just broaching upon the topic that is today's, that is it is an urban elitist view and not a basic right. I actually have a small list which I will uh, like to tell you. go ahead. That is, it will just take me 30 seconds or something. Go ahead. In which you, can, you will see all aspects of the community, all, all castes, all religions, everything. In that you will see that certain people from the rural area have also come out proudly and they are doing wonderful work. So it's not an urban elitist idea. So, for example, the Kannada author Vasudendra, inspired small town gay men to be out and proud. Lesbian couple from Mahisagar, Gujarat and also a lesbian couple from rural Bundelkhar got married in front of media. Grace Banu, a Dalit transgender activist from Thudukodi, uh, Tamil Nadu, supported trans women throughout the pandemic. Small town's uh, boy Kaushik Hore started Queer Us, that brought queer people together in small towns, started Satrangi also, a trans feminine Indian livelihood venture. Rafael Alom Rahman, decided and dedicated works to counter queerphobia and Islamophobia from Dhubri Assam. He's also the founder of Queer Muslim Project. Duti Chand, as we know, the fastest printer in India, when she came out as a lesbian, her village uh, disowned her, but she worked for the same village during the pandemic. And lastly, Dr. Manabi Bandopadhyay, a small town in Naihati. She is the first transgender college principal Her autobiography, that is a gift of Goddess Lakshmi, captures her journey and it is very well read all throughout the country. These are just some examples. There are many more people doing a lot of work in the rural area as well who are from the community. And this proves that in spite of the fact that there is not much research into it because no research was being done by the government or any national body. That is the reason we couldn't know how many people are there in the rural or the urban. But it is a guarantee from my side being a heavy reader in research and being a psychiatrist myself that I have seen so many people from the LGBTQIA, so it is not an urban elitist thought. It is definitely a question of basic rights.
0: Shashank, would you like to respond to that? That this, there's nothing, you know, exclusively urban about this. If you're gay, you can be uh, in any part of the country and you could want absolutely. to be married in any part of the country. There's not, no urban business in this. Yeah, Vishnuji, I, I,
7: I agree to the point that uh, yes, LGBTQ community uh, is present everywhere and uh, we should not discriminate against them as far as individual rights are concerned and that is why Article 21 is there. But as far as marriage re- rights or for that point, decri- or, or for that point, uh, recognition of marriage rights uh, as far as our legal rights already present in concern, I don't think that is feasible uh, unless we have proper studies unless we have a uniform laws for everything unless uh, a society at large accepts it see here and there there could be people from different categories but you cannot say that no this gives a larger purview or or reflects the society at large and that is why we have a parliament where 542 people 542 are there in lok Sabha, 250 in rajasava they and then there are 28 states with assemblies those people actually reflect the people at large and that is why First, judicially should not interfere into this. And point number two, Vishnuji, and that is very important. Why do we marry uh, in the first place in any society? Now that gives a right to have a procreative purposes. Now in Western society, wherever these uh, same-sex marriages are allowed, you see no. that the society is failing in those states, divorce rates are very high in those states. No. As compared to India, you see divorce rates are very less. As compared to India, you see that the family okay. system so, is Shashan... very much higher, you have a Responsibility for child in India where welfare of the child is concerned. You, if you compare any Western countries where uh, same, same-sex marriages are
0: allowed, you see the rights or the duties of parents towards the child and in India. Okay. So you will understand okay. Chasha, the difference. Let's get a reply to what you've said. Sachin, is the, is the goal of
8: marriage procreation? Is it to, to, is it to have children? Well, you know, even if one assumes that it were to have children, technology has settled that debate, like I think quite a while ago, where, you know, there are same sex uh, couples all over the world who have uh, uh, children. And, uh, you know, like uh, Shangji, you talked about studies. So there are studies which are present, which show that children who are brought up by LGBT press parents have no more or less likelihood of themselves being LGBT or no more or less likelihood of being raised in a better or a worse way. And now we have a few decades of uh, uh, you know uh, data on that. So I think that the procreative argument is out. I think if we look, even if we look at the Indian ethos, what an ideal Indian family is, what is an ideal family, a family where the members love each other, support each other, respect and trust each other. And you know, they can go and achieve the pursuit of happiness in a safe Safe, non-judgmental way, and so uh, you know, if if the LGBT community wants to be a part of that, I don't think they are distancing themselves from the Indian ethos. I think they are, in fact, going towards the Indian ethos. I'd also uh, Vishnuji, with your permission, like to talk a little bit about this debate about judicial versus executive. Now, uh, like uh, uh, Sudhiji said, you know, uh, if you remember the uh, matter about 377 started in 1998 when the 8th Hidha Andolan uh, brought up the matter of condoms not being distributed in Tihar jail. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, I'm December 1975 born, so I was 22 years old. By the time decriminalization came, mm-hmm. which was by the court, Okay. Yes. It was 2018. So uh, I was 43 years old. So my life went by in waiting for the winds of so- social uh, acceptance to change my entire life went by. So how many millions of more Indian LGBT young people are we going to, uh, you know, throw under the train like this and make them wait for 542 members of the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha and all the of our states, uh, you know, to give them, uh, give them their due. Would you like to reply, uh, Rahul?
9: Yeah, just one suggestion. I genuinely respect the fight of the community and uh, perhaps we need more sensitization, we need more education. But many people, even though they say outside, are very comfortable with this. When we go to the inside, a huge middle class of our nation are are having a lot of uh, second thoughts about the entire thing. I'm not saying you should be a majority in state, But there is a genuine apprehension. That apprehension is not regarding criminalization. That apprehension is regarding according the status of marriage or according the status of our sacred marriage system to the homosexual community. So many people are having that genuine inhibition in their mind. They may not be able to voice it out. They may not tell it for the fear of being branded homophobic. But there is a huge section of population like that. Maybe the community activist can really have some kind of sensitization, education drives, so that people will be better informed. But the humble submission is, social acceptance comes first, then legal acceptance. That's the core submission here. First, there should be a social acceptance, then there should be legal acceptance. This is the premise from which we are arguing.
0: We're all part of the same society. Uh, Dr. Mitra, you know, uh, I'll read out one sentence from the petition today. It submitted that the ripple effects of such decisions are difficult to anticipate. And Rahul uh, referred to that in his own words. Um, How would you reply to that? That this is going to result in something so big that we in India, in our society, can't handle it?
6: Yes, see, uh, I know many gay couples and lesbian couples who are connected, who are actually married in their own society. Uh, You may call it a spiritual marriage, you may call it a religious marriage. Uh, It's not legal, but they are still married to each other. So nothing earth-shattering has happened yet. I, I don't know when it is going to happen. Probably the world is going to fall apart. I'm still waiting for it to fall apart, but it hasn't. Okay and there are a lot of people after 377 decriminalization who came out and proudly with their partner even before that homosexuality existed it exists since the inception of human beings it exists in more than 500 species in this world so i don't think uh, nature or god or whatever higher power you believe in created homosexuals because it wanted to end the earth suddenly after some time and if you give them their rights oh my god what is going to happen What are these homosexuals going to do? They are going to rule over the world and heterosexuality will be somewhere else. No, nothing is going to happen like that. What is going to happen is that the homosexuals will get their rights and we are just asking for equal rights. We are not asking for special rights. There is nothing special in being married legally with a legal certificate. But the rights that come with it are equal rights that we also deserve just like any other heterosexual couple. Living in a cis heteronormative society Uh, People are very homophobic. And there is only one thing. Homophobia is a disease. Homosexuality is not. And homophobia has a treatment that is good education and awareness.
0: I think that's a good way of ending this particular debate. One way or the other, it's going to be a landmark judgment by the Supreme Court when it does come. It's a basic issue of rights for countless citizens of our country, our brothers and our sisters. Uh, We're going to leave this debate at that. I'm sure we're going to revisit it soon. Thank you all very much for being with us.